Welcome to the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast, a podcast created to inform patients, families, and caregivers about important health transformation topics. Since the 2001 Crossing the Quality Chasm Report by the Institute of Medicine, our nation's healthcare system has recognized its need to improve quality of care by way of six important aims that make healthcare safe, efficient, effective, patient-centered, timely, and equitable. But we cannot hope to cross this chasm and achieve these aims until we make fundamental changes to the whole healthcare system. All levels of this work require dramatic improvements from the patient's experience. So this podcast is dedicated to you, the voices most underutilized resource in healthcare, our patients' voices. Welcome, and we hope you enjoy the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Natasha Washington, president and founder of ATW Health Solutions and sponsor for the Patient Partner Innovation Community. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com. Well, hello. We are happy to have you tuning in to our Patient Partner Innovation Podcast today. And we have a special guest guest with us, Dr. Brian Isaac. Welcome, welcome. Hello, thank you. My pleasure to be on, Desiree. Absolutely. So the topic of our podcast today is all things medication management. And Brian, I know you know this all too well. But I really, you know, before we jump in and talk about all things that you've done in the past and things that you're working on currently, I kind of want to let you set the framework for our podcast today and explain to our listeners why medication management is so very important. Sure, absolutely, Desiree. And maybe just a little bit about myself first. Who is this Brian Isaacs guy? Um, I'm a pharmacist, been around about 30 years, and I really have spent the majority of my professional life helping patients and families understand how to effectively manage their medications, as a, both as a uh, medication management practitioner. I also then teach students and new practitioners this comprehensive medication management process, and I've conducted research on the impact of patients confidently managing their medications. And it's pretty exciting where we've been. And uh, you'd think that after 30 years of uh, research, it'd be complicated. And you know what, Desiree? It's not. Actually, it comes down to something very simple. All right? Okay. Right now, now, uh, too many people are suffering because the medications are managing their lives other than the the, the individual being able to to feel, feel confident and good about the fact that they are able to manage their medicines to help them live a high quality life. You know, and I, and you have hit the nail on the head because, you know, I am a diabetic. And so, you know, managing all the different insulins that they're giving me and what's the medication, I can't tell you how many medication regimens we've started, changed, kind of trash, started over, and I'll say from the patient perspective, it can be a bit exhausting and, and overwhelming at times, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I go into patient, uh, people's homes, and, and I can see the impact on medicines that they have on their lives. It, it can be devastating. However, we have found what I think is the I think is the, the holy grail of, of, of how we can improve the lives of individuals who are taking medications. And what, what the, the last five years of, of my research career, I've devoted to help uh, working with those called, we call it the person and family engagement community. 
It used to be uh, termed the patient and family engagement community, but who wants to be called a patient? So let's frame this in the right context, person and family engagement. And, yeah. they have, and, and we have realized that uh, all these previous 20, 20 years, we were developing these systems within healthcare to help patients effectively manage their medications. The problem is during our early days of research, we left out one really important person. Mm-hmm. Well, the person who's taking the medication. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it seems so obvious, but you know, sometimes you don't see it until you get, you know, get through the forest. Mm-hmm. And so, we really have now focused on having the individuals who are able to successfully manage their medicines, have their lives in order, to teach us in the healthcare profession what that means, so that we mm-hmm. can almost work in a, uh, to work backwards or reverse engineer, where mm-hmm. these so many people have figured it out on their own without our help. Let's learn mm-hmm. what they, how what they have done. And so we it really it comes down to three things that you, if you can answer if you're taking medicines for okay. each of your conditions, there's three things. Okay. okay. To understand the intended use of your medicine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why am I taking it? Whatever it doesn't. Have, I don't need the diagnosis. We don't need. But the reason that it mean, what it means to you for your health. Mm-hmm. The second is how do you know it's working for you? Well, we we have we have goals for everything in life, but we have we've been uh, negligent and. Um, articulating your goals of therapy for your medicines. So that's two. And the third mm-hmm. one is, is that what do I, as the person taking the medicine, really need to be concerned about in terms of safety? That's why one of the most confusing aspects because, you know, you can turn on a, a direct-to-consumer uh, advertisement for a new drug, and if you actually uh, listen to every all the side effects, you'd never take another medicine again. It's scary. <laughs> I mean, look, think about it. When you yeah. see, if you're watching television and all the side effects scroll across the bottom, what's the yeah. last side effects they always mention? Oh, death. Yeah, and I got to get me some of that. I'm, I'm yeah. wondering how, how, do, how does this work to sell more medications from the pharmaceutical industry? I, I'm always scratching my head when it comes to that. So let's put that aside and understand what really do you need to, con- to be concerned about. And that's where we, we work together. So we are really learning what it means to have an orderly life where, the, where you're in charge of the medicines. You know, and I think that is really refreshing when you say that because, you know, I kind of sprinkle myself in many different spaces. And most recently, I was working with an organization all around diagnostic errors. And that that what you just brought up kind of came up around medication Mm -hmm. management. And we were talking about blood thinners and, you know, the proper way to use them and medication interactions. And I was sitting in the room and I was looking at everybody and I was thinking about, you know, my mother. Like my mother um, has early onset Alzheimer's. And so you know, having a way for her to manage her medications and have my father be able to help her manage medications is often hard and very scary. And I'm sitting there like, okay, if I'm having a hard time processing all of this, how in the devil are my parents able to manage all the different tracks of medications that she's on? And it just kind of hit me like, okay, a call to action for me to be more involved, you know, in the community to really bring this message forward Hence, you know, igniting like we really I was like, we have to get Brian on this podcast Hmm. because we have to, you know, educate the masses so that they'll have proper medication management and also know that it's possible. Right. Oh, yes, absolutely. It's possible. And and there's a a number of trends or or new developments in healthcare that are making a big difference. And one that I want to share with the, the listeners is really the way 
the way we pay for healthcare is finally changing. Mm-hmm. So when the when the Medicare law was passed back in 1964, we agreed to you know, agreed to a reimbursement system which was uh, based on the number of procedures or the number of services were provided, called fee for service was the term. Yes. And we realized back then that that was uh, had perverse incentives. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, so that people, I would just the uh, healthcare providers would be paid more to do more things to patients as opposed to keeping them healthy. <laughs> yeah. So we've finally gotten around over the last five years to begin transitioning to what I'll call an outcomes-based, or mm-hmm. that the term in healthcare is called value-based financing, which means that health systems will be get paid more when the patient stays healthy and stays away from the illness cliff or the illness burden. And this is a this is a radical change, and it's 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 a refreshing. It's also going to be it's taking some time longer than I mm-hmm. care to to, uh, to admit, and we're going in the right direction. So that change in the way we pay for healthcare, so that we now can also help uh, individuals. Let's use use the example you just mentioned, uh, your mother in your home. All right, mm-hmm. that we can now uh, provide some of the the social services. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and compensate for those in health plans. We we weren't able to do that before to pay for transportation or even food on food, people who live in food islands and don't have access to good uh, produce. All right, mm-hmm. so that we can help them with their food needs, uh, and then actually then give the resources for the home care that may be needed, so that that individual doesn't feel alone on an island with all these medicines that are surrounding them. We're building yeah. building systems in place, and it, it's encouraging. And the one the one recommendation I would give for those that are saying, well. God, I'm still struggling. How to, where would I start? You know mm-hmm. what? You had, Desiree, you had the key. You said, okay, you go over to your mother's house and you guys mm-hmm. work together. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, I, I want just the, the viewers to envision, let's, let's take that Thanksgiving dinner coming up. All right? Yeah. And all right, the dinner is going to be at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You all gather at noon. What would be mm-hmm. wrong, okay, with having mom sit down and bring all her medicines out and we, we work together almost like a crossword puzzle and say, okay, mm-hmm. I wanna, I'm going to put your medicines into this order. Well, here are the medicines for your heart. Here are the medicines for your lungs. Here's the medicines for, for your skin. So you put them almost arranging, arranging uh, the medicines like you did uh, playing solitaire into yes. the suits hearts and clubs and diamonds. And that's mm-hmm. the most important place to start is the, that's the intended use. What am I taking them for? Okay, then let's go, how are they supposed to work for me? As you better understand this and talk it through with your, your family and friends, all right, mm-hmm. then it helps to build your support team that then can go in and be really educated in terms of, hey, I want to quiz my doctor and my, my, my nurse and my pharmacist to help me better understand how this medicine is supposed to help me. Okay, I know mm-hmm. it's for my heart and I, got, I have a weak heart. All right, how is this supposed to strengthen my heart? Help me understand that better. So we're asking more educated questions and put, putting our healthcare professionals to work for us. Oh, I love that. You know, it's got my wheels churning and I'm thinking I'm going to have to run to the dollar store and get me some stickers and put some heart stickers on our heart medicine. And, you know, I'm just thinking of practical ways as you're talking. And it makes, like you said in the beginning, like it doesn't have to be that hard. And when you level set it like that, it's like, okay, Desiree, you know, I can I can not only do that for her, but I can do that for me, too. God forbid yeah. something happens to me, you know, my husband or someone can kind of get my medication and, and be able to look at it. So, you know what? Thank you. I always learn <laughs> and get some good tips there. Well, you know, and, it's, and it's the, there's been research done over the past 10 years, some in the nursing fil- uh, field and in the field of geriatrics care, where we actually mm-hmm. have, like I said, we've studied 
uh, individuals who are successfully managing their medicines. We all know who OER. They're the people that have everything in order. They got, you know, yeah. they're they're organized. They got their day lined up. Okay, they're hardly late for a meeting. They're, yeah. They always show up. All right. How do how do they do it? For God's sake. All right. Yeah. And one of them is okay. Here's that stickers you talk about. Or they might say, you know, wait a minute. I'm taking medicines four times a day. You you how can't I just take them twice a day? How do we rearrange it so I'm in charge and I stay when I take my medicines, not when though it, uh, someone else tells me to take them. So help me make oh. my life more orderly. So it's that really. Yes. So so I have so just little things that can happen every day. You'll see folks that will use the 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 uh, pill boxes for lack of a better term. All right, yeah. and that that's one start. Uh, but sometimes I look at these pill boxes, and for each day there's about 16 pills in each of the yeah. boxes, which yeah. which makes you and then you forget what they are. Uh, we mm-hmm. we need uh, it, it's a start, and uh, what we need to do is to kind of have a almost a you would have a cheat sheet if you will, or a piece of paper. Say okay, here's what's in each one of those. So in case, let's say you go to a hotel and you misplace it, what were in mm. those boxes for each day? So the more the more that you can get organized, the 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 farther the farther along you will be. And you know, it sounds like a big job at first. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage your, your your listeners to say you put that time in at the front end. It pays huge dividends as you go down because once you have everything in order, okay, if you get a new medicine or, or you have to, or take one away, it's easier to account for. Uh, because mm-hmm. you have everything lined up, you have it ordered, you have a list, uh, and you have a routine that you stick to every day. You know, I was in Iowa. This was, who oh, I would say a couple of months ago. And I was there. Iowa Healthcare Collaborative had me come and speak about personal family engagement. And so I kind of stuck around for the full day because I'm interested in all things, you know, healthcare quality. And there was a little practice that each practice, they had like some practice champions that were kind of showcasing the things that they were doing. And one of the practices, you know, they were having a hard time with their patients coming in, medication compliance adherence. And they gave out little bags, and they were orange bags. And mm. inside the little bag was this check sheet, almost kind of like what you're explaining, like this little sheet. They made it so simple. Mm-hmm. And the lady was like, you know, all our patients that come in, you know, we made the, the bags bright orange so they'll stand out so the patients wouldn't lose them. So they could put their medications bottles in that bag before they come to their visit and they know and they get in that routine, put them in the orange bag, bring them to their visit. And it was like, what, 25 cents for those bags? Very low cost strategies and you know they went through and had their numbers and showed their outcomes and you know when we think about like quality initiatives we think it has to be this big huge collaborative effort Mm -hmm. and it took something like this 25 and i'm just estimating maybe the bags were 50 cents but i'm sure buying in bulk they were very very inexpensive Something as simple resource as that and their outcomes were through the roof. Something as simple as bringing a bright orange bag with their medications to their visit. And I'm like, oh, okay, this doesn't, you know, we don't have to make it so hard. So, and I know you've seen, you know, I know you've worked when you sent me your CV and resume. I was like, oh my goodness, Brian does everything. All all these healthcare collaboratives. So just really quickly, I know that you've done many, many initiatives, but what are I would say some are two, three, two to three takeaways that you've seen on some of these initiatives that you've worked on? Yeah, it is that one term that you use that's that's uh, often um, 
uh, used in our in our field is that we, we you hear the word adherence or compliance. And every yeah. time I hear that, I cringe because I think of, of obedience school. Okay. Yeah. All right. right. Well, no, yeah. And and so what what's important is that if if you're if you're unable to take a medicine that you it's because of three reasons it's those three mm-hmm. we just talked about you don't yeah. under you may not understand why you're taking it what it's supposed to do for you or you're confused mm-hmm. about the the safety concerns all right mm-hmm. and getting at the root of those is critical and and even what we'll talk about costs because i'm sure your listeners are, are very much concerned about the cost of medicines we can, we can we can address that that's it's something that mm-hmm. as your team uh, that we have solutions to that. Maybe uh, a different medicine from a different class that uh, it may not be a brand medicine. We may mm-hmm. have, uh, there's a patient assistance programs. Uh, we have then ways that we can, can condense or maybe change the doses of medicines or combine mm-hmm. some others. So the fact that, yeah, you're paying a lot, but let's make sure we press our healthcare team to say, mm-hmm. how can what can we do to change this and get the same same effect? Because think about it. If your medicine's too expensive and you, you can't take it, what good is it for you? You are so right with that. Absolutely. And, you know, personally, you know, I'm one of these transparent people. I'm, my life is an open, open book. I actually lost my health care insurance and managing diabetes with no insurance is very scary. And so I was doing what we've seen on the news, rationing my medication because my insulin was $700 and, you know, another one was for, and it was just really out of my reach. But where I did, I didn't communicate that to my care team. So I was trying to manage this on my own and ended up not taking my medication at all because it got too far out of reach of my budget. And I ended up getting very sick, which is a a whole nother story. But it was that communication where I wish I had, because when I finally did communicate with my physician, he was like, why didn't you say something to me? Because we could have switched you to this, which is $25 at Walmart. (laughs) And I was like, well, You know, oh, so I, sh- I, should, I shouldn't laugh, Desiree. And you know what? And uh, this, you mentioned something. I know a lot of listeners, there are a fair number that have uh, have uh, individuals with diabetes. And mm-hmm. I, I know I, it can seem so overwhelming. They say, oh, my A1C is 10%. They got to get it down to seven. And I got to lose mm-hmm. 27 pounds. And it's like, it seems so overwhelming. And yeah. what, what, what you have done all right, is what so the successes we've had with so many other individuals who have diabetes is turn mm-hmm. it into smaller chunks. Okay, mm-hmm. three to lose three pounds over uh, two weeks. Okay, yeah. by by we have ways to get you uh, folks into exercise programs that don't cost an arm and a leg. All right, mm-hmm. so, so, so there's little tiny gains because at the end of the day. You want, want to, to be around longer to, to play with your children or your grandchildren or to go fishing more. That's the yeah. motivation, and we can get you there if we just look at it in small little uh, increments or small little steps. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, this has been a wonderful conversation. I swear I could talk about this for mm-hmm. hours because this is so near and dear to my heart. But I want to ask you before I let you go, can you give also our patients and persons and caregivers tips, but also our providers some tips as well to promote some positive medication management. Yeah. The, the, the one tip that I would give to, I'll start with our healthcare providers first is that when that individual comes in and it can be the nurse or it can be the receptionist and we build it into systems is that make sure that you sit down and you've got this list of medicines and you, you know, a lot of times I'll say, okay, let's go through your list. Mrs. Jones, let's say we had you taking this, this and the next thing, but say, wait a minute, 
when you're going through that list, let's go say, let's put them and arrange them by the suits of cards in the deck. All right. Okay. Here are your heart medicines. Do you know what they're doing for you? I mean, to have that conversation while you're going through the list too, because mm-hmm. that's, that strengthens our understanding. So the healthcare professionals, you're going through the list of medicines. Let's go that one extra step to say, to tell me about how, what you understand it's supposed to be doing for you, how it's working for you and, and how it's benefiting you. Let's understand mm-hmm. that because that's, that's, that's very important. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then from the, the patient, the, the person taking the medications, keep saying to yourself that we can help you. Just think about the help is there. Don't think mm-hmm. you're alone on an Island. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's high time that we finally all are working for you. And, mm-hmm. and instead of the patient being that individual that's sitting, sitting out there, not knowing what to do, the systems are in place and just have to ask for the help. And, and we now understand the importance of this effective medication management and helping you get your life more in order. So you're managing the medicines and the medicines aren't managing you. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. And for those tuning in, take it from me. Don't make the mistake that I made. Hmm. If you run into some insurance issues, need resources, talk to your providers. They're there to assist you and offer you that insight. And, you know, I wish my my one regret is I wish I had spoken to my team sooner about what I was going through and not suffered in silence and have that whole shame behind it. So, again, when you know better, you do better. And so I am so happy that you were able to join us on our podcast tonight. So any last words before I let you go? Hey, you know, yeah, the last words really is that uh, we can do this together. We can make life more manageable and medicines can, can, can really help and benefit. And let's, let's work together to make sure they do that. Absolutely. Working together. I say teamwork makes the dream work. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to our Patient Partner Innovation Podcast. We want to say an extra special thank you to Dr. Natasha Washington and ATW Health Solutions for being our sponsors of this podcast. And as always, we want you to be engaged. Thank you. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com.